This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. It's Wednesday, April 20th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. A software startup named Classroom Technologies has teamed up with Intel to monitor students' emotions on Zoom. The system can detect whether students are bored, distracted, or confused by looking at facial expressions and how they interact with content. There are a lot of critics of this emotion AI technology that say you can't properly read students in this manner, and also concerns over privacy and student surveillance. Real psychologists were brought in to teach the AI, however. Kate Kay, senior reporter at Protocol, joins us for more. Thanks for joining us, Kate. Thanks so much for having me. Well, during the pandemic, obviously, a huge disruption to classrooms and everybody was doing the remote learning, trying to be safe and, and uh, not catch the virus. Obviously, it was a big difficulty, uh, especially when it came to keeping students engaged and even, you know, for the teacher, trying to make sure they're getting lessons across. So what right. we're seeing right now, obviously, a lot of people are going back to school. They're doing in-person instruction, but there's still some mix of things here and there. And uh, mm-hmm. but everybody's looking forward to kind of what's next and, and improving on what that remote learning thing is. I mean, there could be a case we go back to it. There could be a case that just more classes do something like that. So there's a startup called yep. Classroom Technologies. They're partnering with Intel, but mm-hmm. they're, they're looking at emotion AI, a system that can detect whether students are bored, distracted, confused. It's really a, a focus for the teacher. So, uh, Kate, tell us a little bit more about it. Right. So Intel has this really early stage technology that they developed that Classroom Technologies is going to be incorporating into its system. And basically, they have this virtual school platform that works in conjunction with Zoom, and they're going to incorporate the Intel thing. And what the Intel thing does is it basically looks at the facial expressions of students in real time while they're in a virtual class environment. It uses their computer camera to capture that information. 
and it attempts to, it uses AI in an attempt to detect whether or not their facial expressions show that they're bored or confused or distracted. And the idea is to give teachers some signals, some information that they can work on so they can know, oh, you know, the student who I wasn't paying attention to that, I, I didn't realize maybe this person might be confused or might be you know, might need a little help, a little extra attention. And so the idea is that it's sort of intended to facilitate tutoring really on a a bigger scale. So that's the goal of the technology, this company Classroom, uh, which their software is called Class, and they're going to test it. They don't know exactly how it's going to be incorporated into their system, but they want to test it out. This kind of um, what's being referred to as emotion AI is starting to kind of um, grow in terms of its use in everyday tech. Um, I wrote a story the other day also about how it's being incorporated for sales software that a sales rep would use. And let's say they're in a Zoom meeting and they're using this technology to give them an idea of whether or not the people they're trying to sell to, their potential customers, how they're reacting. Does it seem like they're engaged with what I'm saying? Did they sort of seem bummed out when I mentioned the price. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. That sort of stuff. Are they taking to the script? You know, a lot of sales calls uh, rely on scripts and whatnot. Are they taking to the script? Do we need to change that? You know, it totally... Right, so that's one of the reasons why they want to incorporate this stuff, but it's extremely controversial. It is, yeah. You know, right now it has a class, at least, has uh, some big investors, uh, quarterback Tom Brady, AOL co-founder Steve Case, they see some potential in this, but... Let's talk about some of the controversial parts of it, right? Privacy concerns. The student surveillance is a thing. Nobody wants to kind of put their kids through this. So it takes a little bit of buy-in from the kids and the parents themselves, right? They're going to have to turn those cameras on. And we know that during Mm -hmm. the pandemic, a lot of them did have the cameras off. So again, Mm -hmm. this is a tool for the teachers to eventually, right, help the students. But there's also parts of this thing uh, that have proctor view, which is an interesting one where... You can see what the kids are watching on their monitors. So, uh, you know, doubly and be informed if they're being distracted or not. ProctorView is a thing that this company class already has in their software. And that does require the okay from the student to say, yes, my teacher can access my desktop. And basically that's a lot, you know, and the way they put it is, well, it's just like the teacher walking down the aisle, peering over your shoulder at your paper. I mean, that's the argument that's being made here, that it's sort of like the virtual technical version of digitized version of something that already happens in real life. That's its own separate thing. They already have that working. But basically, when it comes to the cameras, I mean, yes, if you want this Intel technology to work, it does require the camera because it's capturing facial expression information. It needs to um, use computer vision to capture facial images. So if a student doesn't want to allow the camera to be on, there's been a social justice conversation around that in general in for older and younger students. Some students don't want people to know what their home environment is like, or maybe they have to be in their car or with a mobile hotspot kind of situation. And they, you know, it's just like that much extra power that they have to use on their phone to even enable the camera. So that's one issue. But privacy is one thing, but it's also just this, like you said, the surveillance 
aspect of it is is really concerning for a lot of people, not only for this growth in the amount of different types of technologies that are being employed to surveil kids when they're, you know, in a school environment to, you know, even just guard against potential cheating that's happening all the time for all ages of students. These kinds of technologies are these monitoring software. But um, there's also even concern from the teacher's perspective. I mean, I interviewed a college instructor for the story and she said, you know, we really worry about our academic freedom. We really worry about this kind of data maybe being used against us. If this information shows that a student was not engaged, does that penalize me does, if I want to go up for tenure? So there's a lot of concerns with it there. And then just the reality of this technology being extremely, it's really, some people call it pseudoscience. It's not proven that it works. It's really not proven that even human beings know what other people are how other people are feeling just based right. on what their facial expressions show. So the fact that I, AI can do that is really questionable. And that's an interesting point, uh, a little more to how it works, right? So critics yeah. say that people use tens or hundreds of thousands of these subtle, complex facial expressions, uh, you know, the body language. It's, it's a whole package thing, right, to kind of show their emotions. So what right. they did in order to kind of prep for this, they, you know, they brought psychologists in. Um, mm -hmm. showing them, you know, videos and identifying students' emotions and facial expressions that way. And that's how they kind of fed the AI machine. So at least it can right. help recognize that uh, a little bit better. In Intel's favor, I guess, you, you know, you can argue that, well, they brought in a few psychologists who were are trained in this stuff and they labeled the videos or the facial expression information to, you know, and then that trains the AI. You know, I mean, even though they did that and other companies using this kind of emotion AI type stuff have not done that. They're just maybe using, you know, less expert people to uh, label the information. It's still really, really questionable um, what we can detect from looking at someone's face and, and how that's right. supposed to express, you know, what they're thinking. I mean, and um, the college instructor who I interviewed for the story, you know, she told me that she finds students, especially, you know, she, she teaches um, first year college students. And a lot of times it's really, really difficult to have any idea what they're thinking based on their facial expressions, even in person. <laughs> right. um, so they again, what's it's going just, on in their minds. I mean, right. yeah, I mean, it's very interesting technology, as you mentioned earlier, it's kind of creeping up into other areas. And I'd also be curious to see what the buy in from parents would be like right now. We're going through this whole period of parents rights and education. And, uh, yeah. you know, this doesn't also kind of uh, in a long line of things that they might not be liking. So we'll keep an eye out and see how the technology does develop. Kate Kay, senior reporter at Protocol covering AI and data. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.